all food is built by photosynthesis. It's an electromagnetic barcode of sunlight as the sun changes as it goes around the earth. And the key metric that you need to pay attention to is latitude. And it turns out you can eat lots of carbohydrates when you're closer to the equator. The further you get from the equator, you can't. You have less margin of safety to do that, especially when you live a light disconnected from the sun and more connected to technology, blue light and non-native EMF. And it turns out that most of us for the last 30 years are now more indoor dwellers. They talk to me on Skype. They talk to me on the cell phone, kind of like you guys are doing now. That's how we live our life. And it turns out that fake light is the most dominant part of human life. That's the reason why most of us are getting sick. Welcome to the Collective Insights Podcast. Today, our host, Dr. Heather Sanderson, interviews Dr. Jack Cruz. Jack became the expert he is today after doing extensive research on obesity and disease to heal his own body. In this episode, we dive into what we can do to promote good health at a cellular level. We really appreciate you subscribing and listening to Collective Insights. It would help us out a lot if you took a minute to leave us a review and a rating on iTunes so that more people can find our podcast. The show is brought to you by Neurohacker Collective. Visit neurohacker.com to see how you can save 50% off your first order of our newly released product for healthy aging, Turnus, and also on Qualia, our line of cognitive enhancement supplements. Thanks again for joining us. Please bear with us on the sound quality of this episode. Dr. Cruz was in a storm without internet connection, so we had to record this episode via phone. It is still well worth the listen. Now, let's jump into the show. Welcome to Collective Insights. My name is Dr. Heather Sanderson, and I am joined here today by Dr. Jack Cruz. He is a respected neurosurgeon and CEO of Optimized Life, a health and wellness company dedicated to helping patients avoid the healthcare burdens we typically encounter as we age. After suffering a torn meniscus in his knee, at six feet, two inches and 357 pounds, wow, Jack turned his own lifestyle around. He researched obesity and disease extensively and then tested his plan on himself. He lost 77 pounds in three months. Oh my goodness. So Jack, I wanna hear that story, but also you speak frequently about passion driving the work that you do. How did you navigate that initial transition in your work from a neurosurgery practice to the work you're doing now, educating the masses and reshaping the way we look at healthcare? Well, it was pretty simple. I mean, I'd love to tell you as a physician that, uh, you know, I did it for altruistic reasons, but, you know, it was because I was sick. And, you know, I first went to my primary care doctor and asked for help losing weight. And they told me what they tell every other patient is fat, uh, eat less and exercise more. So I did that and I gained 30 more pounds. So, you know, there's a famous guy out there, you've probably heard of Dave Einstein, that said, when you keep doing the same things over and over and you get the same result, it's called insanity. So I decided to stop the insanity, but what stopped the insanity was something kind of uh, serendipitous. I was at a spine meeting in Birmingham, Alabama, around 2004, 2005, giving a talk, and I stood up to give the, the speech, and I tore my knee meniscus, I had to have trouble getting to the podium and getting away from the podium. Luckily, I was around a bunch of orthopedic surgeons who diagnosed the problem, told me what was going on. But the, the, the serendipity for me is one of the orthopedic surgeons' wives happened to work for a biotechnology company in California, and she said, look, I know how you did this. Because, you know, I thought it was kind of crazy. I just stood up and this would happen to me. She said, I know exactly why this occurred. 
going to send you a book and six papers. My husband says, you're a pretty smart guy. You'll figure it out. And what she was trying to basically tell me is that the company that she was working for was cooking the books on this new drug that they had called leptin. That was a synthetic drug. It's the drug that's really tied to the fat um, or adiposity levels of humans. It's located in your subcutaneous fat. It's lo also located in your visceral fat. And she was kind of hoping that I would kind of out the company in terms of what they were doing. And Jack decided to go a completely different way and go deeper. And the reason why I went deeper is the book that she asked me to read was uh, a, a, a fable called The Monk Who Sold His Frog, written by Robin Sharma, you know, a long time ago. And the story in that book was a guy named Julian Battle, who's a famous attorney from New York, had a heart attack in the middle of the courtroom. Uh, basically decided uh, to quit law, go to the top of the Himalaya mountains. He was a type A asshole, um, but he came back like a year and a half later, tan, 100 pounds less, and he wasn't an asshole anymore. And he had no designs on wanting to be an attorney anymore. He kind of turned his life around. So I read the book and looked at all the papers, and when I read through the papers, I said, is she trying to tell me that what's in this book is actually possible? Um, and that's not what she was trying to tell me, but that's how I took it. And then that opened my journey into quantum biology because I started to realize very quickly where the Himalaya mountains are is in India and it's at a subtropical zone. And all the people that live below the Himalaya mountains were vegetarians for 5,000 years. And they did perfectly well in uh, an equatorial environment. Uh, and the people that lived in the northern part at high elevations, they ate nothing but protein and fat. And I just kept jumping down these rabbit holes, and I started to realize over the last 20, 30, 40 years that the people in southern India have more diabetes on the planet than anyone else. In other words, what was going on in 5,000 years has radically changed since we adopted technology and blue light and things like that. And then I found out that Facebook and Google and LinkedIn had all their call centers and most of their tech stuff outsourced over to Bangalore and Mumbai, which happens to be where all the vegetarians live. Mm -hmm. So I started putting two and two together and said, you know, this really isn't about food. It's actually about light, water, and magnetism. So I kind of had this come to Jesus moment about 18 months later after I went to the medical school library in the town that I was living in and figured all this stuff out. And I was in Europe with my family looking at Michelangelo's David. And you, if any of you know the story of David, he's considered absolute perfection. So I looked at perfection and then I looked at my fat ass uh, as I looked at David. And I said, what was the main difference between me and Michelangelo's version of perfection 500 years ago? And I realized what it was was circadian biology. And it was the environment that I lived in. The environment that I lived in and David was created in was radically different. And that's when it dawned on me, the connection to the book, the connection to Julian Battle, the connection to being on the Himalaya mountains, the connection to being in strong UV light and cold weather. So I came up with this idea, this crazy idea called the leptin prescription. And the leptin prescription basically was six steps that basically um, I thought would work based on all this 18 months worth of work I did in the medical school library. Now remember, I'm a clinician, I'm an allopathic doctor, so I'm a skeptic at, at heart. And uh, I didn't believe it was gonna work. In fact, I sat in front of my family right around 2006 at Thanksgiving. I spent $2,000 at Whole Foods 
and I told them all this would be the last supper. That a year <laughs> from now, I, I would be wearing my brother-in-law's jeans, who was in a, at the time, he was a 33 or 34 waist. And at the time, I was a 50 waist. Wow. And everybody laughed at me except my wife. Because my wife knew something was going on in my wine cellar because my wine was being rapidly replaced by papers and articles about all these things that I'm sharing with you right now. So turning into another office. Well, correct. I actually did more reading in that 18 months than I probably did in my entire residency in neurosurgery. And um, so I announced to my family that I came up with something and I didn't believe that it worked, but I was going to try it because nothing else I had tried prior to that worked. So long story short, I did it. Three months, I lost 77 pounds. And in 11 months, when I added CT to the mix, which is cold thermogenesis, I lost a total of 133 pounds. Uh, I got as low as 200 pounds. That was at my lowest weight. Right now, currently, 15 years later, um, right around 230 pounds. I'm 55 years old. I'm on no medications. I don't struggle with obesity at all. I don't struggle with food. I haven't for a long time. And uh, I basically found out that uh, all food is built by photosynthesis. It's an electromagnetic barcode of sunlight as the sun changes as it goes around the earth. And the key metric that you need to pay attention to is latitude. And it turns out you can eat lots of carbohydrates when you're closer to the equator. The further you get from the equator, you can't. You have less margin of safety to do that, especially when you live a light disconnected from the sun and more connected to technology, blue light and non-native EMF. And it turns out that most of us for the last 30 years are now more indoor dwellers. They talk to me on Skype. They talk to me on the cell phone, kind of like you guys are doing now. That's how we live our life. And it turns out that fake light is the most dominant part of human life. And that's the reason why most of us are getting sick. And it's a very counterintuitive story when people hear it. But when they understand the quantum biology behind photosynthesis and how mitochondria work, then they begin to see another side to this story that no food guru could ever explain and that no doctor has ever explained to them before. A lot of people experience when they are fasting, they have sort of like, um, like if it's in ketosis, they say a ketone flu, they have this kind of flu-like No, symptoms. it's not a ketone flu. You know what it is? Tell it's me. your mitochondria hasn't been able to burn the fuels that it was designed to burn for the entire time you've been fat. You've got to remember something. People forget that there's three major pathways in biochemistry. Beta oxidation is the one where you fat burn. When you're a fat person, you can't fat burn. And we now know that the inner mitochondrial membrane has to oscillate at 100 hertz for it to do that. Let me ask you a question. When you put a cell phone in your back pocket, do you think your mitochondria can oscillate at 100 hertz when the, the, the Wi-Fi connection that you have to the internet is oscillating at 2.5 billion hertz per second? Certainly going to cause some kind of decontamination. You got it. Yeah, and all you have to do to understand this is go to a beach and see waves hit each other and interfere on a, on a pier or a jetty. Everybody knows about interference patterns with waves that way, but what they don't know is about the ones around technology have the exact same effect on the colony of mitochondria in all the tissues of your body. 
And when they can't buffer, it has nothing to do with the fuel you eat. It has everything to do with the way those oscillations work. And this is the, the, the point of the black swan mitochondria to people that I teach. It's very simple. Everybody focuses on the fuel in the food world. I focus in on the engine. So I give people the analogy. I want you to think about a Ferrari. I could put shit gas in a Ferrari whose engine is perfectly tuned, and I can still go 225 miles an hour. But let me, let me, let's change the game. Will the same thing be true if the Ferrari has never been tuned up and I put the best gas in the world in it? Turns out it's not true. And guess what? The exact same thing is true about you. And it turns out your engine is called the mitochondria. What does your mitochondria do? It reverses the process of photosynthesis. So everybody in third grade learned that CO2 plus water and sunlight equals sugar. That's not controversial. But you know what seems to be really controversial for people? They forgot that mitochondria take sugar, fat, and protein and turn it into CO2 and water. It's completely reversed. What is the, the, the side product that mitochondria give off? It gives off infrared light called heat. That's the reason why we're warm-blooded mammals. And it turns out that that warm heat changes the water chemistry that surrounds your mitochondria, that shrinks the respiratory proteins so that they're closer together. And what do the respiratory proteins in your mitochondria do? They deal with electrons. Now you're to my world. See, the input to mitochondria is not called protein, fat, or carbohydrate transport. It's called electron transport. So what does that mean? Every food on this planet is broken down to electrons and protons. So ask yourself, if you're such a smart clinician, a smart patient, um, and a smart interviewer, how much do you really know about electrons and protons in food and how it varies through the seasons as they grow? Do bananas grow in Boston on December 31st? So why do you think you can eat them on December 31st just because Whole Foods has them? See, you just broke nature's law when you did that, and that makes you fat. That's the key. So tell me a little bit more about the mitochondrial link to weight management and where leptin fits in there. Well, it's totally uh, appropriate. What happens is everybody knows that the mitochondria has five respiratory proteins. They work best when they're closest together. Everybody knows the fifth one is the HPH that makes ATP. Cytochrome one is where all electrons come in from carbohydrates. Uh, cytochrome two and three is where most fat and protein uh, electrons come into electron train transport. Cytochrome four is the real special one. It's called cytochrome C oxidase. That's where we actually make most of our water called metabolic cell water. That tends to be deuterium depleted. That means that our mitochondria and chloroplast are very racist against certain forms of hydrogen. It turns out in a mitochondria, there's three dehydrogenases. Those dehydrogenases pull protons out of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And what does it specifically do? It is trying to only deal with H+. It tries to eliminate deuterium. Why? The water that cytochrome C oxidase makes is special. It's much different than rainwater. It's much different than seawater. It, it is deuterium depleted, and the reason for that it's because it becomes a better electromagnetic capacitor. What does that mean in English? It means it's a battery for sunlight. And it turns out that water 
absorbs all frequencies of terrestrial sunlight from 250 nanometers all the way up to 3100 nanometers. What you may not know is that your sun, the G-class star above your head right now, that's the exact solar spectrum of our star. And that's the reason why life is adapted to using the water that a mitochondria makes. It's also the reason why chloroplasts are built the same way. And if you really know your biology really well, you'll learn that chloroplasts and mitochondria used to be bacteria that were stolen at one time in evolutionary history for a reason. And this is the reason why they were stolen, because they're really good at ciphering out deuterium and keeping hydrogen around, because it turns out we can transfer more light, uh, energy, and information from the sun wirelessly to our cells in order to program every goddamn thing you learned about in biochemistry. That's how we really work, not how you were taught. So from a practical perspective, how do we deal with the effects of indoor living with this exposure to blue light, not getting enough sunlight? What do you do? Well, I was gonna say, I don't know how you deal with it, but just about everybody that follows me knows you need to be outside. And you need to be outside as much as possible you need to limit everything that brings you inside. Uh, you know I'm a neurosurgeon, so what did that mean for me? The single most important thing that I can tell you on this podcast that's tied to optimal health, uh, you have to see every sunrise for the rest of your life. Why? Because that sets the circadian mechanism that allows you to get rid of deuterium, that allows you to also tunnel your electrons very carefully on your inner mitochondrial membrane. It also allows you to build melatonin. And most people think that melatonin is a dark hormone, but it's not. It's actually a solar hormone. It's made by AM light, especially when we transition to UVA light. Why am I going on this tangent? Because it turns out that's what melatonin does. It controls mitochondrial biology. Are you familiar with Gerald Pollack? Very much so. Can you tell me what your take is on his fourth phase of water hypothesis? I, I, I think he's, I don't think it's a hypothesis. I think it's pretty dialed in. It's correct. The problem with Jerry is to his work. Uh, I think it's excellent. Fortunately, it was done in a lab under inadequate light controls and not done with deuterium depleted water. So the fact that Jerry found what he did in the water that he used in the experiments that he did should really be eye-opening because it's telling us that we've missed a lot in biology. And I've been on Jerry's case for about three years now to repeat every single study he's done and published in his book to do it with deuterium depleted water and sunlight. And I think the effect will be even greater than you can imagine. So when you break down for like a lay person, what he is suggesting and what you believe is true. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Water is an electromagnetic battery for sunlight and you have to get your skin in the game to make it work properly. And if you don't do it enough, your solar redox drops and you get sick. It's got nothing to do with detox. And what happens when solar redox drops, the methionine cycle, the MTHFR, SNPs that you have, all of those things don't work well. You start collecting heavy metals. You start collecting different bacteria and viruses in your body. Your immune system goes freewild. And that's the reason there's functional medicine doctors out there that think you need to detox. They have no idea that solar redox is a, an electrochemical measure between cytochrome 1 and ATPase. It's an electrical measure. It needs to be negative 400 millivolts 
what Jerry found when sunlight hits water, it creates net negative charge. That's exactly what I'm telling you here. It turns out mitochondria are designed to deliver a net negative charge of minus 400 millivolts between cytochrome 1 and, cy and cytochrome 5. And when the respiratory proteins stretch out, like we talked about about 25 minutes ago, guess what happens to the electric charge? It drops. How do you know you're getting really sick? When your electric charge drops below negative 200 millivolts, that's where just about every single disease that you've ever heard from anybody else on your podcast occurs. And how do we know this is true? Well, there's another famous mitochondrial researcher who we haven't mentioned yet. His name is Dr. Doug Wallace. He's the world expert in mitochondrial medicine. He's at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. What is Doug's claim to fame? He's the guy that found the 100 hertz oscillation on the intermitochondrial membrane. But the big claim to fame, he found out then when mitochondrial uh, redox rises, uh, that there's a name called heteroplasmy. That's the name for that uh, condition. That when heteroplasmy drops, diseases vanish, completely vanish. And you need to listen to some of his YouTube videos because they will stun you when you read them. So what is Doug basically saying? If we can reduce mitochondrial damage by improving redox, Diseases go away. Isn't that what I just told you the nine meta-analysis actually said in the literature? Yeah, and all it takes so is sunshine. The, the prescription is to get outside. You got it. You got it. That's the key. And that's, that's what I teach my people. I teach my people how incredibly important it is to understand how to properly connect with nature when you're the smartest primate on the planet who doesn't have the hair and lives a way that's incongruent with your evolutionary directives. So the prescription so once I can get people to understand, well, what I was, what I was going to say is once I can get that situation squared away in your own mind, people begin to understand the reason why humans have gotten into trouble and wild animals haven't. See, I don't have to teach lions and hippos quantum mechanics. The reason for that is because the brain in their head doesn't allow them to break nature's laws. But see, the brain in your head and all of your listeners' head allow you to break it all the time. In fact, you're asking me to break it right now by talking to you and doing this interview. And I realize that. That's the reason why when I'm done with you, I will be naked in my backyard. Um, that's a great visual. So is that the prescription from Dr. Cruz? Is go on vacation, hang out at the beach, go for a walk outside? Of all the things that we could possibly do, is that the best thing that we can do to optimize our health? Well, I already told you the best thing. The best thing is you have to see the sunrise every single day. You did say that. Thank you. You cannot, so. you cannot, you can, you cannot miss the sunrise. The sunrise sets the circadian method and rhythms in your body. That's a lot, that allows you to properly move electrons and protons in your mitochondrial membrane. How do you it feel about alarm clocks? Melatonin. Excuse me? How do you feel about alarm clocks? Well, that alarm clock is different. The one that's in your eye is called the supercosmetic nucleus. That's the one that's the master controller. But in front of every single gene in your DNA, you also have a peripheral clock mechanism. Um, there's all different ones in different tissues, but every single cell has them. Even the one cell in humans that doesn't have a mitochondria actually has a, has a circadian clock, and that's the red blood cell. And the, the circadian clock in the red blood cell is paradoxical. Paradoxin actually pulses with sunlight. That's the reason why red blood cells can tell 
the time of day and why they have a circadian mechanism, why we have to replace them every 120 days. When you don't go in the sun, you tend to be anemic. And that's the reason why it occurs. So if someone were to come to your website, how would they approach it? When I got to your website, I was so impressed with how much information is there. So how do we break it down? What would be the best way to get the most out of all the information you have to share? Well, I think the smartest thing to do is first come on the form. I have a, a website form that's free for everybody. And I think what you need to do there is actually read. There's a you know beginning post about where you should start and where you should go. Then I have another thing called an optimal journal where you can actually put your story down or you can read other people's stories to see how they've evolved over several years. And then you keep reading these threads. I have different forms for different subcategories. Then uh, on the old website, I have tons of free blogs. I have about four to five years of free blogs that anybody can read at jackcruise.com. Uh, and they, they're in different series. If you want to see the overall quilt document that came from, you know, those original six papers and that book I told you about, you can put my name in a Google box on the quilt document. It'll pop up and you'll read the 30 different levies that all these blogs are tied to. If you decide after doing your homework there that you want the high level quantum biology stuff, you'll have to find those series on my Patreon blog. That's password protected. It's a minimum of $5 to join that. If I'm not worth a cup of coffee a month for you, you basically told me how you value me. So uh, you don't really need to know that information. And uh, if you really decide to go all in and decide that you don't have the time to learn all the things that I teach people, because say you're really sick, you've got a serious disease that you want to reverse. Uh, I have a membership program that uh, spans four different groups become a member and then you get more one-on-one -on -one time with Jack and then if you really decide to go all in then I have Cruise Longevity Center which is a center that I built down here in New Orleans which I'm driving to right now uh, and believe it or not I have a doctor and his wife there uh, as soon as I get done with you guys I'll be treating them because they've gone through their day of testing and it's that place where you can hire me to be your personal doctor and what we'll do on you there is we use light, water, and magnetism to renovate you back to where you used to be. Jack, you are clearly very, very passionate about what you do. What's the most common reason for people failing or giving up on their passion? What kept you going? Thinking. That's the number one thing. I always tell people, when I did my TED Talk that got banned about eight years ago, because it was deemed too controversial, and believe it or not, it was about the leptin prescription and the cold thermogenesis protocol. Uh, I told them on, at, on the stage from the TED Talk that optimal health is a choice, and then choices are all built by the way we think. And it turns out when your solar redox is low, remember where humans bury their largest amount of mitochondria in their brain and their heart. It turns out brain and heart diseases what kill humans more than anybody else. So when you're sick, when your net negative redox potential is below 400, you can't think as well. And the, the single most important thing that I teach my black swans is that I have to improve your brain mitochondria so that you understand conceptually what I'm trying to teach you. And when that happens, all the pieces start to fall in place. You know, and when I first started this path 15 years ago, the road, I didn't bump into many people that had my perspective. Now, I can't help but bump into people all the time that now know the secret sauce. Uh, I've been teaching this for 15 years, 
mostly for free. I'd say 98% of my stuff is free on the internet. If you want more of my time, because time is my most valuable asset, then you're going to have to show me that you have skin in your own game. That's why Patreon exists the way it does. It's the reason why the website membership exists, because usually people who, who are sicker, they take more time. But do I believe if you are a true DIYer and you're not terribly sick, can you get a humongous benefit for free just by perusing my website form? True, and I'll even give you a better one. If you have a disease process or a problem, if you put that name of that disease and my name in a Google box, you'll probably be rewarded. Why? Because there's pretty much not a disease out there that I haven't talked about and on social media, and I guarantee you'll either find a LinkedIn post, a tweet, a Facebook post, uh, you know, an Instagram post. If you want to know about how passionate I am about time and thinking, just go to my Instagram page. The only thing you'll see on my Instagram page is nothing but quotes, and you'll see a dominant theme there. Do we get pictures Thinking. of you sunbathing outside? Yes, you do. You see, and not only that, you see some of my misfits Great. all over the world. <laughs> good, good. You, 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 see, you see a lot of the things that I do. Everything I do focuses in around time. Why? Because when mitochondrial biology is optimized, you get more time in your life. Amazing. Who wouldn't want that? More time outside and more time in your life. So, Jack, if there was one scientific study that with unlimited resources, you could do whatever you wanted, you could answer any question, what would it be? Uh, I, I think it would either be why the sun is dynamite for us, or it would actually be the, the studies that I told you with Jerry Pollack. Uh, I think yeah. they need to be, I think they need to be redone because People now know that mitochondria make deuterium-depleted water. Most people don't even know the true story around deuterium. It sounds like it. You delivered on your promise. Mind blown. Well, I, I want to do that because guess what? It's really important what we talk about because I believe if you're a clinician, if you want to help people, you need to begin to get rid of the own half-lives in your own life. And that's what I've been doing for 15 years. I realized that everything I learned in medical school was really a half-truth. And when I started subtracting the half-truths and started putting nature's laws at the top of the list, that's when the needle started to move for me and started to move for my patients. And I'm no longer willing to remain silent about what I've learned. Uh, and the beautiful thing is anybody can learn how to do this. The thing is, it depends on your want to. How bad do you want it? Because guess what? When you're sick, thinking sometimes can be the hardest job in the world. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I'm going to ask you to persist. When it gets the hardest, I always tell my people, become a lover of your discomfort and, and, and your pain and your fear. Why? Because I promise you, as a black swan mitochondria, the more you love chaos and run to your discomfort, the better your life will get in the long term. And when you see a change, you'll die. You will absolutely, you won't believe that this most counterintuitive story that I shared with you today physically will change your life forever. Die in a good way, right? You got it. <laughs> Jack, thank you so, so much for being with us today. It's been really eye-opening. I so appreciate that you've pushed us to question what we believe is true and and just always continue the conversation and um, our exploration into what 
makes optimal health. And I think you've really um, illustrated how much you bring to the table there that's different from what so many other people are talking about. So I really appreciate your perspective and sharing it with us and sharing your passion with us today. Uh, anything no, else you no want to leave our anytime. audience with? No, the number one thing I would tell everybody that once you understand these concepts, there's only one thing I ask of all of you, go tell somebody else. All right. Once, once you learn, I don't want anybody to follow me. Uh, my job is to create leaders and future leaders because if we're going to change the world of medicine, we're going to do it at one person at a time. We're going to turn people into black swan mitochondriacs and then they're going to go out and teach other people. That's, that's really what my main goal is. I love that term, mitochondriac. Everyone go become a mitochondriac. You got it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Doc. Um, good luck with your patients this afternoon, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Take care. It was a pleasure talking to you. You too. Bye. Thank you for being with us for this conversation with Dr. Jack Cruz. If you liked this episode, then please share it with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. If you're hungry for more information to take control of your overall health and well-being, check out our free ebook that offers a well-rounded approach to brain health, The Foundational Guide to Neurohacking at neurohacker.com/guide. For links to Dr. Cruz's site, Patreon blog, and how to become his patient, visit the podcast link on neurohacker.com. Make sure to subscribe to Collective Insights wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.